welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Libertas, the Roman goddess better known as the Statue of Liberty, is 151 feet tall. The pedestal on which the statue stands adds another 89 feet to the overall height of the artwork. More than one-third of the Statue of Liberty's commanding visual presence is the neoclassical pedestal. Brattleboro's Richard Morris Hunt was the architect who designed the statue's base. In 1865, a prominent French college professor named Edouard de Laboulet proposed the idea of a monument to honor the United States. The U.S. had just ended its civil war and abolished slavery. Laboulet wanted to reaffirm the positive relationship between the people of France and the people of the U.S. He was an expert on the U.S. Constitution, an abolitionist, and a big fan of Abraham Lincoln. He suggested the creation of a large monument to remember the 100th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence and acknowledge the recent creation of the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Laboulet thought the U.S. was becoming a worldwide symbol for the ideals of freedom and democracy and wanted to represent those ideals in a gigantic monument in the New York City Harbor. At the time, France was ruled by an emperor, and Laboulet hoped promoting the historic friendship between the people of France and the people of the U.S. might help the cause of French freedom. During the Revolutionary War, France had been the key supporter of the United States, providing money, supplies, ships, and troops to help the U.S. defeat Great Britain. Laboulet proposed that the French people should support the creation of a monument named Liberty Enlightening the World. In 1875, the project was formalized and the Franco-American Union began to raise money for the project. The plan called for French people to pay for the creation of the statue and American people to provide the site and pay for the pedestal that would support the statue. Frederick Bartoli was a friend of Laboulet and a French sculptor. He designed what became known as the Statue of Liberty Enlightening the World. The statue was a representation of the Roman goddess Libertas. To light the way towards liberty, she holds a torch high in her right hand. To commemorate the Declaration of Independence, in her left hand, she carries a book inscribed with the Roman numerals for July 4, 1776. At her feet on the pedestal is a broken shackle and chain to acknowledge the abolition of slavery. Richard Morris Hunt was hired by the American Committee for the Statue of Liberty to design the statue's pedestal. From 1882 to 1884, Hunt worked with Bartoli to come up with a foundation for the gigantic statue that would physically support the structure and artistically complement the statue's design. Hunt was born October 31, 1827, at the large brick home of his parents, Jonathan and Jane Levitt Hunt. The home was on the corner of High and Main Streets, where Pliny Park, Brown and Roberts, and the Manley Building are now located. The Hunt family had long been prominent in New England and included such notables as Vermont's Lieutenant Governor Jonathan Hunt from Vernon and Anna Hunt Marsh, who funded the origins of the Brattleboro Retreat. Richard Hunt's father was elected to the U.S. Congress in 1827 and served until his death in 1832. Daniel Webster was a good family friend. Webster and Hunt shared a house in Washington, D.C., while they both served in the national government. After Richard Hunt's father died, his mother moved the young family to Connecticut. When Richard was 15, the family traveled to Europe, and Richard continued his education in Switzerland and France. He studied architecture in both European countries, and also traveled through the Middle East to experience ancient architectural styles. In 1855, at the age of 27, he returned to the United States and began work as an architect. He soon settled in New York City, 
and became the architect for wealthy New Yorkers such as the Vanderbilts. He designed Fifth Avenue mansions and many of the opulent homes in Newport, Rhode Island. Hunt became a leading U.S. architect. He designed the pedestal for the Statue of Liberty and also became the lead architect at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. He designed the most well-known building at the fair and was one of the ten architects to oversee the design and construction of the entire exposition. Richard Hunt was a world-renowned architect, but there was only one known design of his in Brattleboro. That design is the tomb for his brother, William Morris Hunt, in the Prospect Hill Century on South Main Street. William Morris Hunt was one of the most prominent American painters of his time. He died in 1879, and his family chose to bury him in the town of his birth. In 1882, the same year, Richard Morris Hunt began collaborating with Frederick Bartholdi to design the base of the Statue of Liberty. Hunt designed a large and simple gray polished granite monument for his brother's grave here in Brattleboro. Richard Morris Hunt worked for two years to perfect a design for the pedestal. One of the shifting variables was the amount of money that would be available. The United States was responsible for the cost of the pedestal, and the U.S. Congress had voted to contribute $56,000 towards its construction. The rest of the money would need to be raised through private donations. Hunt was one of the most well-known architects in the country and commanded large fees from wealthy clients. He was paid a thousand for the more than two years of work he put into the pedestal, and he donated that to the Statue of Liberty Fund. In 1883, poet Emma Lazarus composed a poem about the Statue of Liberty as a part of the fundraiser for the pedestal. Lazarus wrote the poem, The New Colossus, and it appeared in New York newspapers, as well as art show fundraising publications. The New Colossus, not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand, a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor of the Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The beginning of the poem references the old colossus of ancient Greek history. It was a gigantic male statue in a Greek harbor designed to demonstrate the conquering power of the Greek city-states. In contrast, Lazarus wrote about the new colossus, a woman, the mother of exiles, who welcomes the huddled masses yearning to breathe free in the United States of America. Lazarus's poem was later inscribed on the inner wall of the Statue of Liberty pedestal. The sentiment of the poem enhanced the statue, so it became more than a remembrance of past glories. Beyond the writing of the Declaration of Independence, the friendship between France and the U.S., and the abolition of slavery, the statue also began to symbolize the spreading resilience of our nation of immigrants and the supportive role our government should take to care for the needy. The new Colossus joined the other national documents that shared sentiments our society aspires to, such as the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Emma Lazarus wrote the poem a year after President Chester A. Arthur, born in Vermont, signed the Chinese Exclusion Act. This act was the first major legislation to restrict immigration based on ethnicity. In 1882, 
Vermont's U.S. Senator George Edmonds defended these anti-immigrant views when he said the United States is and should remain a homogenous culture. He believed the influx of immigrants was threatening the homogeneity of the U.S. and felt it only right that the nation should exercise its just power and suspend immigration. That's a United States conundrum. In the 1880s, as one faction was building a monument to immigration and diversity, another faction was passing laws to deny immigrant access and maintain an Anglo-Saxon culture. We'd like to thank Annika, Ida, Emily, and Tiffany for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. <laughs>